One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Your Questions Answered. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to answer your burning wrestling questions. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. The bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to answer your burning wrestling questions. I pitched for these on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE, and I took some from the uh, What Culture community or What Culture WWE community page. I'm glad that you've mentioned Twitter and community because just before we start this podcast, when's this going to go out on the feed? Today, today, right? So that's Thursday. Um, I just want to say. I've taken my annual Twitter break and I went a bit earlier than I would normally. And I realised that was to my peril when you and Sidgwick both reminded me this morning that yesterday was Spotify wrapped and loads of people yes. were sharing. So because normally, like, it's a bit like if I like I'm if I'm trying to cut down on the Gregs, I just kind of get a Gregs. I yeah. can't go in and get a coffee because then the sausage rolls will start staring yeah. at me. If I go on Twitter to just say thank you to everybody. That's me back onto it. Like it's 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 not just one advent calendar door, it's the entire month. You just <laughs> you're ripping the top off and you're just eating every single chocolate. So this seems like the ideal platform, considering that it uses Twitter and our community, just for me personally, to say thank you because I have seen through some of the ones that Sidric have shown me, uh, and then some of the ones that you've mentioned as well, that I could not be more grateful, as we yeah. are every single year for those Spotify wrapped shares. Like I love Spotify rap for looking at the tunes that I listen to all year round. The fact that we are part of that, because I see all those listened minutes. I use a podcast app for podcasts, so on Spotify it's just music. Mm. But I see you know forty thousand minutes listened to whatever on, on on music. I think wow, for people to donate even a, a tiny fraction of that, listening to this bollocks, <laughs> like. Thirty-three percent of it, at minimum, comes out of my mouth. Like I could not be more grateful. Yeah. Genuinely, it is one of the most gratifying things. And a deep regret that I left in November is <laughs> December. <laughs> the first thing I do in January is going to be go back and read yeah. all them to get me through the saddest period of the year. Oh, it's going to like this will raise me up. This will know that if you've tagged us in one of these tweets, I haven't seen them yet, but they will really help when I need it most. Yeah, you'll get a random like on like the yeah, fourth of oh, January. Yeah, absolutely, man. Slapping hearts all day. <laughs> thank you so so much. Yes, thank you. It is an amazing thing to see. It means so much to us. Sorry, one more thing about that. There's a guy on Twitter, I can't remember his name, Mark something, Matthew, I don't know, Roman Reigns. Uh, Anyway, it sounds like a loser because I thought, like I've seen him kicking around in the comment sections before, and I got the impression he was a listener. Mm -hmm. And yet the only thing we ask for is evidence of stats, of numbers, of downloads. And apparently he's coming up with nothing. That's the word on the street. Mm -hmm. Am I like, seen this? You heard about this? (laughs) Because I have and I'm not in the app. So, uh... 
Come on, mate, up again. That's all I say. Happy New Year. That's all. <laughs> See you in goddamn January, you piece of shit. Also, massive shout out to uh, is it John Harrison. We in, saw. Sorry, in all seriousness, Matt Reigns, if that sort of thing happened to me, I would be absolutely Oh, raging. my God. When apps like that, like, I don't want to come, like, in all seriousness, we have a bit of crack here. Like, if you're listening to this at work or enjoying one of your many wonderful points, which you often post and keep me alive on a Friday, uh, I would share that frustration with you because yeah. when tech goes down, there is simply nothing worse, is there? Oh, I remember, and it's not on the same page, but I, uh, I remember when uh, my Pokemon Go app, reset and oh, I just lost mate. all the Pokemon and I've literally never played it ever again. Oh, the whole that point cool. is you've got to catch them all. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't have to start so again. Well, looks like <laughs> I'm not catching them any more goddamn Pokemon. Three phone in the river. <laughs> uh, but yeah, was it John Harrison? I think it was. Oh, Cedric showed me this. Video. Oh, what a legend, John is. Yeah, of him. He's written down every podcast he's listened to because he's I think it's his work. Right, a band Spotify. Yeah. Insane. Thank you so much for that. It means Spotify diaried instead of wrapped. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it means so much to all of us, of course. And a uh, couple of things as well. Yeah, obviously. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. This no. is something that we genuinely started as a, a thing alongside our other work. Mm-hmm. And it was it was my uh project, really. It was something, you know, having come from commercial radio, I was like this viability in this and i got two incredibly talented colleagues to stick around and me and and uh yeah and now you know look what we're doing it was it's it's amazing to see you know as, as appearing on things and these the mad numbers like you say the amount of minutes and hours and bloody days if you work it out that it's lovely to see to it us. and then i'll worry for them at the same time i and hope they're okay <laughs> most importantly i like to see it when we're number one on the charts because of course we the ones, we the ones. and thank you everyone for acknowledging <laughs> us i acknowledge you thanks very much uh, anyway, so I pitched on Twitter at WhatCultureWE for questions. Uh, I also asked on what Culture Wrestling's YouTube community page for questions and took some from there. Um, and this first one jumped right out at me because it's a question I don't know if you know the answer to. Okay. It's from Jules, who writes, Why do wrestlers wet their hair? And also, why the fake tan? And also, arguably more importantly than all that, why is it applied so badly? <laughs> if I, a goth for over 20 years, know how to apply fake tan, what is their excuse? Was that off Twitter? Yes. If that's the Jules the goth I'm thinking of, I think Jules is a legend that came at the live shows in the summer. So thank you for that and for all your support over the year, Jules. It's not going to be a love fest, this podcast, but I just uh, show appreciation yeah. when I remember. Um, oh, I mean, I, the truth is I don't know the answer, but this is relevant to a conversation I was having with a man that understands... Uh, what it is to be beautiful more than most. Adam Nicholas of WhatCulture.com, just yesterday. Um, truly one of life's most gifted and handsome men. Mm. We were talking about how um, the Ultimate Warrior was basically the reverse Seth Rollins. He cuts these promos, especially in his 1990 pomp, where he's got the most incredible, ginormous, hair-sprayed, manufactured, legendary Ultimate Warrior-esque mullet, right? Mm. And then if he goes more than five to ten minutes, he's pissing sweat, and it's just <laughs> soaked through and down, like, glued to the side of his cheeks. Seth Rollins is a man that comes out with it slick as you like, and then by the end, boof, it's just <laughs> completely bouffanted out because of the, well, like Monica says in Friends, it's the humidity! <laughs> I can only assume, this is a total guess, right? On hair, on hair, there was a guy, what's he called? What's he called? Oh, man, it'll come to me, it'll come to me. 
Yeah, it was Bret Hart. He was the best at everything. <laughs> and as part of being the best at everything, he obviously had that slick hair look. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, I'm being slightly facetious, but in all seriousness, he made it look so incredible that maybe certain wrestlers, such as Bret and others, made the long hair not just look long, but also quite cool mm. and slick. And maybe other wrestlers have aped that. Maybe uh, it's just a part of the fact that we see so many of them chucking so much water over themselves before they go out there. Like, you'll see Austin do it, and there's not a hair on his head. Yeah, granted. Like, I don't know if it helps, like, energize the body at the last minute, that little, you know, yeah. the ice bucket challenge. You'd see yeah, people yeah, go, yeah. like that. Maybe they need that to, like, counter the adrenaline as they're walking out. So they just think, well, imagine if I styled my hair perfectly and then just got a bottle of water and went, yeah. it's all flat. So if you've got long hair, maybe that's the reason to do it. The fake tan thing. Now, I'm not a personal fake tanner, so I can't speak to this guy. I've never done it myself, so I can't I speak. I did it once for a stunt on the radio. Right. Like, Best I've ever looked. I can only assume, right, that wrestlers, generations of wrestlers that were, like, in the sunbed shops every five minutes were then suddenly quite nervous about the long-standing damage that might have done to them. So maybe in the chaos of the backstage area, more wrestlers are encouraged, oh, there's Tanner, I'll just use that. I don't want to, like, have those risks. But it's all very frantic, and maybe they're just in a bit of a rush to get Mm. it done. I often think that about, like... I don't know why I think this, but I do, about the wrestlers when and when and why they shave their chest hair and underarm hair. Because sometimes, I'm thinking again of Seth Rollins, sometimes it's more present and sometimes mm. it's not. And I wonder how much of that is a stylistic choice or an in-ring choice or whatever. I can only assume the fake tan thing is because it's kind of weird being a wrestler. Yeah, I think it's one of those, isn't it, where we watch as an audience member and go, seriously, you've had all week mm. to do this for Monday Night Raw or whatever it may be. Yeah. And you look like that. Well, in reality, they haven't. Even now, you know, when I saw that video the other day of Sami Zayn cracking up, yeah, that's the night after War Games. You'd think they'd have the Sunday off. Back at work, innit? Yeah. So they, they is a pretty hectic, like you say, hectic lifestyle. It's not like they have personal tenors yeah. backstage. Having said that, for some reason, this one always sticks in my mind out of everyone. There was one where Ziggler, I think it might have been in the midst of his feud with Rusev when he was All-American mm-hmm. and Lana became All-American. <laughs> And he comes down, or maybe it was immediately after that, because I remember him wearing this denim USA jacket, yeah. and he took it off, and he was a different skin yeah. colour on his back. I do remember that one. It's like yes. he'd forgotten to tan his back, because he, he didn't remember he was going to be taking his jacket off. There was a few years as well. Again, I'm not an expert in this field by any means, but I understand that like there's like base tanning goes on. You're supposed mm. to base tan before you tan tan. Uh, there was several WrestleManias where Triple H and The Undertaker did not base tan. So you would see them do their promos on television in the run-up to big matches. They're once a year guys. Nothing wrong with that. But like they just look like the guys. And then WrestleMania would come along and they're like, oh, God, yeah, we've got our tops off. And then they would just, what the hell's happened to you, pal? They were just bright they're orange. Varnished. But yeah, they were, they were Hulk Hogan shades of mahogany. It was weird. Shall we get fake tans in the new year? Way. For like, because it's January, we need to look This good. is your local radio side coming back. Should we wax our legs? I we I might do something with this. I might do we do do some we'll do some we've got we're planning some big charity stuff next year. Yeah. I reckon I might say if we hit a certain number, we're gonna fake tan. All right. I'll yeah. I'll I'll half co sign on that. Depend pending targets and what exactly we come up with as a motivation to do this. It That's was the jewels that you met, by the way, at Clash of the Castle. Class. So thank you to to them. Um Eddie Zam Harry, another regular com, uh, contributor. Asks, Another legend. Who is the greatest world champion right now? Is it Roman Reigns or is it MJF? Ooh, this will really piss off the people that reasonably know that we don't cover enough outside of AEW and uh, WWE, by the way, because there are obviously loads of other world champions. Uh, 
Well, it's got to be Mandy Rose, isn't it? 500 days deep, baby! <laughs> nah, she's fair play to her, actually. Do you know what? Uh, quick stat on this. Diversion. Um, the NXT women's title has been around for 10 years as of 2023 and has had 12 champions. Wow. It's a good run, isn't it? Yeah. It's a hell of a run. Sorry, yeah. The uh, only really, like, hot potato that I can remember is when Shayna dropped it to Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane is the shortest reigning champion, and she held it for 76 days. Really? Not a bad See, run. See, yeah, in yeah, my mind, it was like a week. Between takeovers. Yeah, that was, must yeah. have been it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Reigns... But, like, that's not a dig at MJF. Yeah, MJF's the, a potentially great yeah. world champion. And he's already done some great stuff on Dynamite, which, oh, no, actually, order of things, Adam, work it out. We're recording this first. But <laughs> the Dynamite review is already out as this goes out. As so go and check out. talking about on Dynamite, yeah. yeah. So the MJF title reign is not just uh, nine days plus a couple old. It's more than that because his kind of entire career was built into that moment. Everything he's done yes. in AEW can be built up to it. So I think it deserves more credit than the relatively short reign itself. But the Roman Reigns thing is... Obviously, he's the biggest star in wrestling. Uh, he is primed for not just this WrestleMania, but probably the next three or four based on the opponents he could have or will have or whatever. And the big thing for me and Roman Reigns, from a very, very personal, subjective level, is, and like we've talked about this ad nauseum in 2022 especially, as good as he finally was as a heel compared to him as a babyface, there was still that sinking feeling that they were getting a bit of it wrong. Like, you shouldn't have been in the position where the demon Finn Balor was made to look as stupid yeah. as he was, just for one example, but there are more. They've cracked everything that wasn't going right about this thing that was already objectively pretty good. The guy was a draw. The guy did feel and look like a bigger star than he had ever done before. They had finally done away with the various mistakes mm-hmm. of Roman Reigns' past, and yet there were still, let's be honest... Vince McMahon adjacent problems with this run yes. that have be absolutely been addressed. So Roman Reigns as a wrestler and as a champion and as a character has never felt more complete. And considering Roman Reigns is 10 years deep in the main roster, that in yeah. itself is an achievement. We're heading into a WrestleMania where theoretically he could main event both nights defending both titles against completely different opponents and nobody would complain. That is the measure of the status of Roman Reigns at present. What a turnaround. I mean, it's taking long enough to turn a bloody yeah. shipping container around. <laughs> yeah. But... It's a hell of a turnaround. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Roman Reigns is the greatest world champion right now. Mm-hmm. MGF has the potential to be that, but of course he's the greatest world champion in AEW history because uh, the old belt sucked. Haley, <laughs> uh, Another Hayley. legend. Lovely Haley, Hayley um, from Canada. You know, we've talked about men's world champions. Let's mm-hmm. talk about potential women's world champions. Yes, please. At this point, Haley writes... Do you think Rhea Ripley or Becky Lynch wins the Royal Rumble? Oh, good one. Uh, Haley's a big Becky Lynch fan, if I remember correctly. I would go with... Uh, do you know what? Up until about a month ago, I'd have said you go with Becky Lynch. You make it the nice moment. I've changed my mind. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going with Rhea Ripley. Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, like, it's a bit old WWE brain this, but it, you can get to it without the Rumble. And it can feel big. Rouse is in trouble. She's floundering. But Becky Lynch already feels that she's going to have so much momentum that she's going to be able to... Her presence will elevate this whole thing. Her, as a singular, the man, having to take on both Shane and Ronda is a cool story in and of itself. Rhea already feels dominant. She already feels kind of untouchable. And the rumble at this point is kind of the missing piece. And there is a bit of LTST, which I think they will use. Bianca Belair is obviously in her second run as champion, but her first run kicked off against Sasha Banks in the main event of WrestleMania 37. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how did she get there? She won the Royal Rumble. Who did she last eliminate? Yeah, Rhea's never won it, has she? Because she was eliminated by yeah. Bianca Belair. So they've got Rumble law. She said, you stop me, 
then you can't stop me now. I'm mm. going to win the Royal Rumble. I'm going to take your title. The Judgment Day, coming down to celebrate with her, she points at the sign, and the sign goes, like, blue and purple. Yeah. And you get an, I'm in looking Judgment Day, as, like, the fireworks go off and that. I think it's the play. I'm not suggesting that it should be down to these two, by the way, because it, it's always a... But then again, she's a heel, so it does kind of work as mm. well. But just picture it, yeah. Rhea Ripley celebrating as Dominic Mysterio chucks Becky Lynch at the Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What booking that is. Because like Dominic's day would come and Becky would absolutely batter him. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I've changed changed my uh, opinion on that one. Um, and I do think you could lean into the whole Ronda. I'd be nobody. Yeah. You know, immediately after the chamber, for example, you put her up against, I don't know, bloody anyone on that mm-hmm. SmackDown women's roster, apart from, uh-oh, maybe there could be a different Royal Rumble <laughs> that's, winner. That's starting to scare everybody, but we've got uh, this is where you've got to embrace the new world and keep your fingers crossed that Triple H is not that daft. Men's Royal Rumble winner? Still don't know. It's still Cody for me. It's still Cody. Yeah, it is still Cody. I love Sammy, Uh but I do think as much as I'm so invested in this storyline, it's it's gonna be it's not gonna end well. Well, it is not gonna end well in terms of singles competitions for Sammy, and I think it's gonna be very intriguing to see if WWE can keep that momentum to make you feel like, well, he didn't get the world title, but the tag titles mean just as much. They're not, they're not going to do this, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. But a little bit of me still wonders if they might go to... Um, they're not going to do this. So I'm just saying this to have it said. Montreal, Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Might they go Roman, Seth, and Sammy costs Roman? And then that's how you get to Seth and Cody for the belt. And Roman and Rock for nothing. But Roman and Rock and Roman... And Sammy on one night, and Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos on another. Also, I, I don't know. Like Seth name checking Roman was interesting. Uh, name checking Cody was interesting because you'd assume that to be dated. But Cody winning the Rumble and getting Seth instead is not a disaster. It's one of those where, for me, as much as I, I like all those names chucked together, get me very excited for the next few months mm. in in WWE. I think the Cody Seth thing needs to be one of those things of like, oh, if only we could get one more and. We don't get it. It's sort of yeah. perfect. Yeah, I agree. I, it's not. I, I'm just, worried that they go back. People weren't wouldn't because it was so definitive. Mm. Look at Cody's tits and look at the titties facing as well. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cheer, boo, etc. Now, what Cody's? Yeah, Cody's coming back. Obviously, mm. a huge baby. It face. would just negate Seth's babyface momentum as well. But the fact that you mentioned him did as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd, but Roman and Sammy in Montreal is, would be an absolute furnace. Yeah, I'm not pitching Sammy to win, but the the match itself in Montreal would be something else. Interesting if Roman literally just calls an audible. You know what, bollocks, I'll just drop it. <laughs> just like lays down. Fin me. What? <laughs> uh, crispy 014 mm-hmm. um, writes, early days, I know, but do you think MJF should become the longest reigning AEW champion and hold the belt until the combination of his hottest free agent of 2024 storyline, the bidding war of 2024? And if not, who could be the guy to dethrone him? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, as we discussed in the Dynamite review this morning, wherever you get your podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was a big fan that they immediately folded it in. I think the smartest thing to do was literally as soon as he becomes champion, he's already forecasting that he's going to have it. I don't think there's any... 
reason not to, because he mentioned it long before he had the belt I think it becomes this staple of his run every title defence is fraught with the anxiety of that's well, he him. said he's not going to defend it lots yeah so that's one defence closer to leaving the company with the belt which of course was supposed to be the story from the off when they showed the clip of CM Punk threatening to do it in Ring of Honor when he you know the, the voicemail thing with the Joker and all that so this has always been like they're back on track with what was going to be the plan anyway you assume he would have beaten CM Punk mm-hmm. to do the same thing so yeah it, like but I think the answer to the question, all the same, remains the same. Eddie Kingston is the guy to save AEW's soul when they need it most. Wow. He's the guy. Um, he was the guy that MJF was cruelest in his burial of in the promo where he was basically lining up all his opponents. So I do see, obviously, the Ricky Stark match at Winter is coming. I do see Brian Danison at Revolution. I think I see Jungle Boy because them two are like legacy rivals and now elevating from, like, I don't know if they opened, but, you know, opening the show it to the main event. It feels like they did, yeah, I think you that's, might be right. That's like the nice mirroring of how AEW was made, stars from scratch and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So Jungle Boy feels like a big opponent. Um, there's probably a Moxley rematch down the line. MJF, Kenny Omega is fascinating. There are a bunch of these people that can try, not just to win the belt, but to get it off him to make sure this isn't a concern in December 2023. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston being the guy to do it, man. Like, the, la- the last chance, and it's him. It's the one guy that everybody... As like fantasy booked it for such a for such a long time now, it's feeling like it's just with us rather than with the company. I, I, I think he's the guy. You can draw more comparisons to Roman Reigns as well, I suppose, with this MJF thing because I think right now they haven't got someone. If you like Eddie Kingston, I think is a great story. Yeah, but right, you know, like a few well, after WrestleMania thirty eight, mm-hmm. we were like, cool, who's the guy? We oh, after like, the Brock thing, there yeah, it was anyone. depressing. Yeah, we were like, there isn't anyone mm. right now. I don't think there is. I think there's the potential. I don't know what they're doing with Eddie Kingston right now. It feels like they keep, as with so many people in AEW, there's a bit of momentum, and then, oh, no. Yeah. And a lot of ta- a lot of the times... He got uh, he got uh, jericho a bit, didn't he? Yeah, what, but what a lot of the time, jericho. the amount of people that you're like, cool, strike while the iron's hot there, hmm. and the, he drops the ball for me too often, Tony Khan, with those people. Like Wardlow. No, no question Wardlow is still supremely over, but... You said immediately after the MJF thing, put the TNT title on him. And they did eventually, and it got a great reaction, and it, it continued to. I wouldn't have had him drop the title to Joe as well. We're going to be talking a little bit about that on the. the we gap, will have already talked about this actually on the The gap was too long from beating MJF to win. Kingston thing, I was like, even if you're not going to put the title on him, put him in a title match. God's sake. MJF and. Uh, MJF, Mo- uh, Kingston and Moxley in the tag belts. Should, like, that Young Bucks match probably should have been a f- like hot shot rain. Yeah. Or so, like, it's, look, I get it because he's a guy that follows plans, and I think there's nothing. You should encourage that. But they like every now and then you you wiggle and you pivot yeah. slightly like the Tony plans change. No, <laughs> was like Kofi Mania not something where there was like we cannot reject this idea yeah. at this point we have to go with it for Tony, just one example. As we're saying, learn from Vince. God's sake, um, those comments are not shared by the Dudley Boys or anyone else at what country. I was talking about this the other day, actually, with, with Andy. I think we might have answered this question as well on the news, mm-hmm. and I just love it as a question. So I, I, I Gobble down. On. Yeah. He suggested Ricky Starks. Not immediately, Yeah, but I love the idea of Ricky Starks being built back up. Mm. A training montage with Ricky Starks? Oh, my God. Yes, Mate, please. Yeah. I like, so one of my favourite things in wrestling, and it doesn't happen all that often because it does take a lot of planning, and WWE hasn't done that in years. I like imagining... Well. <laughs> I like imagining um, title contenders lining up in a queue like in a shop or something and then somebody losing but going back around and starting again and in your head every win or every feud they win after that is just them moving one up the queue so there goes brian there goes jungle boy there goes whoever 
you again, mm. but like this time it's a different you. It's a better you. It's a more ready you. It's 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 like a very simplified version of Hangman Page, basically. Yes. Jericho versus Omega. Those two years separated. A lot happened in his life, but he had to go around that to get back to where he was. Like, uh, there's worse than Ricky Starks to play that role, definitely. Mm. One final one. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. We talked about this in the office the other day. Like that idea of like MJF actually getting over the line and doing. So the whole punk thing was. Ring of Honor advertised his last match in advance of when it actually was. So everybody thought it was his last match. Then he wins the title. And then everybody's like, what, what? The whole world's gone mad, right? What now? What now? But it turned out he had a bit longer on his day and they just, they'd all collectively kept that quiet or he'd signed it. I forget if it was a minor extension. It was just them keeping it quiet. So after that, every title defense was like, oh God, this is the last chance. So it was such a useful thing because it's like, this is the last chance we've got. MJF getting through the last chance, the last chance, the last chance. So the lights to go out and they're wrestling has more than one royal family. Can you imagine the scale of the PAPA for like the entrance, uh, you know, the middle entrance thing to happen? It would be incredible. I don't know what Cody's contractual situation is. Maybe by then he's done his, uh, I've won the belt. And like, he says, he does what Cody always does. He's like, that wasn't actually the real quiz. The real quiz is just like, <laughs> Does his little like I love Cody, but he does his yeah. little Cody thing. Where I said, like, "What do you want to talk about now?" <laughs> I well, actually, my dream was always to go back to AEW. I do like the idea, yeah, of MJF being like, well, was, "Congratulations, I'm really happy that you're back, but uh, you always promised never to fight for the world title." And it was and me goes, that made that happen. Yeah, and he goes, "Different contract, brother. new contract." Yeah, oh. like, there is nice like yeah. sort of LTST there. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, great question next from Michael Kohler, who oh, says... Oh, another legend. What a bunch of, like, cool guys in this uh, question Q&A yeah. today. Um, great taste in music, Michael Kohler. And Bojack Horseman podcasts. Funny that you say that. And Michael says, my standard question, but it's a good one. Any particular songs you would love to see used as themes? Uh, and the wrinkle to that standard question, who gets those tracks? Uh, besides Mox finally getting to use Raining Blood, obviously, I would love to see some... OCs, the OCs used personally. Yeah. Uh, there's no one specific song, but if a wrestler ever came down to anything by the cribs, I would melt into a puddle on the floor. Like I would be useless on that podcast. More than even when Jeff Jarrett debuted in AEW, mm. I would just be 
there'd be no purpose to me anymore because that'd, they'd be my favourite wrestler forever and that entrance would just be... Like, you know, people play the CM Punk last dance mm. thing. It was like, uh, remember when X... Anybody, literally, Brian Cage, anybody came out to the cribs. It was like, you remember when they became the best wrestler of all time, actually? <laughs> yeah. So that would be quite something. Um, Adam Nicholas made, remember when uh, Brock came out with the boombox money in the bank briefcase? Yeah. And he made, uh, he put it to Helicopter by Block Party and subtitled it as Brock Party. Mm. And ever since then, like, I've realized that Helicopter would make a great theme. It's a great. Because it's full of, like, vim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's got that, like, perfect thing where you need something big within the first 20, 30 seconds. That's what people misunderstand sometimes. You cut some songs, like, ju- like, the generic, like, verse, verse, bridge, chorus sometimes means you've got a bit of a weight on. Mm. It's one of the complaints I had with, um, uh, I know you loved it, but um, uh, Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy, uh, Orange Cass- Jungle Boy and uh, Baltimore, yeah. because you get the f- initial, oh, and then, like, it goes into the verse. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> get back to the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you've made the ring, get back to the chorus a lot quicker. Um, so it's not always perfect, but yes, I would say those two just because they're my favourites. And, uh, oh, yeah, this is the stuff I hate being put on the spot for. As soon as we stop recording, I'm going to think of eight perfect examples. Perfectly, Return of the Saint, right, best known for the episode of uh, I'm Alan Partridge where he takes Lynn to grieve a dead mother. And he said, Lynn, yes. Lynn you've got ten minutes, right? And he winds his way. Don't give it to her. Yeah, so she's grieving. And the, the comedic conceit is that, like, she's by her mother's grave but he's air drumming in the car, completely oblivious to it, right? And the song is just such a bop. Air drumming And I tell you for why, it's because my mate had, um, I forget what he did, but he, either he made it as a video or he put it into the game. But you know, I've told you before about Mike Hock. Yes. My favourite creator wrestler. He made that um, Mike Hock's theme music. Amazing. Uh, on one of the games where you could add themes. I think it was like Legends of WrestleMania where you could add themes in that you'd made yourself or you could just put real music in. And I, I was just like, well, this is everything. This is everything. So this would just be my, like whatever your Adam Bourne theme was in your head, this would be mine. Like, well, I'm about to tell you. Go on then. So, a few things I want to talk about here. Uh, number one, I, I agree. Any uh, wrestler... Mm who uses a song by the Arctic Monkeys, Arctic Monkeys, I don't know why I said that, by Arctic Monkeys, yep. is instantly the best because the Arctic Monkeys are the be- best grand band of all time. <laughs> right. So give yep. get rid of Brian Danielson's theme, right? It's rubbish, right? <laughs> give him Brian Storm, obviously. Yeah, brilliant. There's that, right? Here's with something, a, here's something, something I didn't think I was going to be saying. I think we need more Oasis in Ooh. wrestling, right? Oh, go on. You know my thoughts on Oasis. I think they've got some great songs. I think they are one of the most overrated bands ever, uh-huh. right? Because it's like, you know, they, they made, let's say, I'm just trying to count on my hands there, 10 good songs over the course of maybe like 10 albums. Right. Right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'll I'm sing with, along I'm with to you to a point on If I'm at a wedding, thing, yeah, I'll yeah. sing along to them, uh-huh. right? But I've always been like, yeah, good. Uh-huh. I, I quite like Blur. So we speaking of which, song two would be a good uh-huh. entrance theme. Yep. Having said all that, right, and I apologise to any Oasis fans or a fan, it's just a subjective take, guys. Come on. Yeah. You can, guys, you can like both Blur and Oasis, so, right? Having said all that, putting all that to one side, f***ing in the bushes oh would God. make an incredible wrestling Don't entrance. They come on stage to that as well. So even they? They, even they know that it's in intro music. Yeah, like as good as that song is, I think that's like used to be. My memory of that is, I think I discovered it through watching Lockstock and thinking, yeah, what is this song? And then the opening credits goes, for yeah. that too, isn't it? So yeah, it's, it's it is opening music and by design introduction music as well. Remember another one? Um, I would I would just. 
give Bailey what she wants, brackets general. But when it comes to theme music, there's like three or four Paramore songs she's pitched. And ah. I think like, especially for this heel character, like that theme that they've given has never really quite had the punch and the bang that I think her gimmick should have. So maybe this is why by Paramore or something. Uh, I don't know why she just popped into my head, but a song that instantly makes me feel happy. Mm. I don't know how it would work as a theme. Alphabet, Fascination. Now, yeah, Alpha, right. So many, many, many years ago when Alphabet were a thing, I uh, did like what? Willow Nightingale could pull that off. Somehow. Oh, my God. Give me 10,000 nights of Willow and I will give them all back to you. <laughs> um, yeah, Alphabet. I had a, an awakening with Alphabet about a year ago where I remembered them coming around the first time and we being like, yeah, yeah, Alphabet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too cool for Alphabet. And then I was like, I'm not anymore. Alphabet are absolutely class, yeah. actually. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Like, there are three or four big hits they had. Don't you touch my boyfriend. He's not your boyfriend. He's mine. Like... I get on Spotify, listen to like three or four good Alphabet songs. You're like, these are brilliant, in fact. While you're at it, mm. check out Daddy Freyr. The only band I've been to see, well, it's an artist, but the only person I've been to see live this year. Bloody brilliant. 20, Icelandic Eurovision entry. I uh, I keep a tab since the pandemic because I realise how much I missed them. I'm a complete loser. Uh, I went to 21 gigs this year. That's, that's too many for a father yeah. to in only a 12-month calendar year. Uh, the cribs were, cribs were four of them. <laughs> You've been to four times more Cribs gigs than I've been to gigs. <laughs> um, but the final one, I mentioned uh, Adam Bourne, and uh, I never actually did this. Mm. And, oh boy, it's certainly less acceptable to uh, pitch a song by this artist right now than it was, well, hang on, about six years ago. Yeah. But I remember going to a house party once, my friend Claire's, and in her flat in Birmingham, she had this awesome, like, uh, like doorway that had built-in lights into it, Ooh, okay. like like Christmas lights, but built into the door. Yeah, and there's no door there, mm. so you walk in and you just click it, and it comes on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, so I'm gonna get drunk and use that as an entrance way yes. for my for every and like this is one where people, you know, it's it's, it's a little secret that kind of everyone has, mm. even if nowadays, oh yeah, I don't, I've not watched it since you know uh, the Rock was in it or whatever. Everyone watched wrestling at one point or another. Yeah, don't you lie to me, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's wanted to be Shawn Michaels or The Rock or Stone Cold or do the Triple H spit. With mm-hmm. Walker. Carl Walker did it on Twitter the other day. Yeah, there's always somebody yeah, that you want to mimic. So everyone yeah. got drunk and everyone started doing their own little entrances and everyone got to pick a song. And I think I made the house party better. <laughs> right? All of the lights, Kanye West, it's always been that's one tremendous. of my favourite songs. Yeah, that is a, that's, like, that's tricky now, isn't it? That needs covering. Exactly. All the lights. Yeah. But... Especially with you know we we love the the pomp and the 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 drama of it. Let's just put over Rihanna. Her vocals and that are unbelievable. Yes, yeah. Kid Cudi as well. Yeah. So it's not just that it's you know I'm I love Kanye West. You know about how I reacted when Kanye dropped at my wedding, right? Yes, quite a moment that was. Yeah. Obviously, nowadays, do not agree with mm-hmm. many of the things yeah. that he said. Having said that. You think about like uh, the, the the drama of like when they bring someone back, for example, or they debut someone, and it's perfect example: Shinsuke Nakamura, right? Misses mm. in the ring, some dude walks out on the stage with an electric violin, yeah, yeah. and he has about a minute before you get the and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, rip my cock off, right? <laughs> the interlude for all the lights that's got a violin, yeah. Currently. 
So like a minute of that, of that lights are off. Shut the f*** up. Adam Bourne's here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in. You've got me on the hook. Who's, yes. he, who's he facing? The Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Great match. Adam Bourne versus The Miz. Uh, we answered this on the news this morning, but I'm going to ask it to you because I think David Eric 22 on Twitter has, has absolutely nailed this. Thank you, David. Do you guys think in years to come, CM Punk's entire wrestling career will be defined by just two moments on the mic overshadow, overshadowing everything he's done in ring? Oh, that's... Do you know what? With it being Punk, there's never a, there's never a straight answer to that straight-edge guy, is there? I think it's going to be completely based on who's talking about how they define him. Yeah. Uh, just if... And this is a credit to Punk, right? Because if you're a, you know, we throw around casual fan and what even that means, the pipe bomb, I realised, getting what? in this job actually, pipe bomb, got a lot of people of a certain age into wrestling or opened the door back yeah. to them or whatever. So Punk to them is this, either they hadn't been looking for ages and then they just peered in a little closer could Punk had like ripped the script up or they'd never really known about wrestling but a guy that looked and talked like them was suddenly reaching out to younger people as he was then. Um... He is probably defined by that more than anything he did in AEW. Similarly, uh, everything that has happened in the last few months will be most picked up upon by the very, very, very hardcore wrestling fans because really, it's like with anything that we think is this drama in our in our little corner of the world. Like, if I go home and mention to my wife, oh, I bet you want the latest on the older Young Bucks CM Punk fight here. <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, like like it's the be all and end all to us, and yeah, yeah. It's, it, and that's fine. By the way, there's like it's not a judgment on us or anybody else, but it's it's a tiny little thing in the grand scheme of things, but it's huge in our world. Yes. But the hardcore fans that know about that will equally know about how incredible his AEW in ring run was, or all the greatest moments from his WWE or Ring of Honor ten years, or whatever, whatever you're seeing. Yeah, even if you're is. Team Elite, I think you have to admit that it's one of the best year runs in a promotion. Yeah, I think people are fooling themselves if they think otherwise, or they're just not looking close enough. Um, so it's or really just lying. It's a, it's a really tricky one to answer truthfully as well. This is I don't think this is going to go down very well with. The most, like the hardcore, like the, the AW Freakazoids, which I think, like, I like to think that me and Cedric have taken that term back from Ariel yeah. Halwani. Like, it's an affectionate one yeah. now. I don't think this is going to go down well with the AW Freakazoids, but tr- <laughs> truthfully, like, I loved his AW run. We all did. Brawlout was a story within our little world. Like, AW is still, I don't want it to be this way, it's still more bubble stuff than something that happens in WWE. And the pipe, bam, got him briefly into GQ got him briefly, well, ultimately into a match with The Rock, like a couple of Royal Rumbles later, um, just because of WWE's platform, just because of their presence. For a split second, somebody was like, somebody new actually smashing the glass ceiling, mm. and he didn't, but he really tried. And I just think that, that will stand out, but Brawl Out won't. We can look at them in very much in the same way, but I don't think, whatever, whatever a mainstream fan is, I don't know who they are because I'm not one. I'm in, up to me nuts in the guts of all this. I think they would probably just think of, oh, that guy that sat down once, if they think of him at all. Mm. And I don't think that's fair, because I love him. I made a joke about this on the on the news, but I'm going to give a more of a serious answer right now. I think you may have a point, David. I think it does kind of overshadow everything that happened in AW, because now you're looking at it through a different lens mm. of like, oh, okay, so that explains why certain, you know... I know there was an element of shoot to everything with with MJF, with yeah. Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. and of course with with uh, Hangman Page. I think it does to a certain extent. I will still fondly look back on it and go and watch. I think like I've said I think, and this is putting aside my bias because he's you know my best friend, obviously. 
I think CM Punk and MJF is the greatest feud in AEW history. I understand people prefer Omega and Page and that arc, and I think it's absolutely great. It's almost great a perfect too. continuation of this culture war, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's almost, if you think that, then you also then think, I prefer Punk over the. Like, that is it's one of one A for me, yeah, like, but I, I just I, loved. I agree. I do agree. Yeah. What they did. Um, and I know Sidgwick will probably disagree with me on that, and I, that's absolutely fine. Like I say, it's all, all subjective, that sort of thing. So I. I We'll always look back on that with a, with a fondness, especially because obviously MJF won overall 2-1, so. Um, <laughs> um. But it will only be overshadowed until he comes back, because I think he is coming back. Where that is, I don't know, but I've got to be honest, they keep pushing those buttons. I think we, every time you do it, you get it's, it's a long road back. Yeah. I think yeah. if it's not... And I did a vote on Twitter, and people said it wasn't. Mm-hmm. If it's not a work, and he's already come back and gone, eh, it's just a joke. Thanks. Don't kick my dog again, or whatever they did. Yeah. But I think every time they do it, <laughs> unintentional bark, that actually. <laughs> he moves one step closer to calling Paul Levesque up and returning to WWE. Well, it's a different culture now. Yeah, I am. Um, well, one that he doesn't need to change because he couldn't. <laughs> like, the, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what goes on in, like, CM Punk's life or his headspace or or his aspirations towards wrestling, other than Dax Harwood telling us that he still loves wrestling, which I think is not nothing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think there is a... I, it's in my gut that there is another chapter to the CM Punk story yes. yet to be written, and whether that is in AEW and these comments are actually the beginning of a long um, uh, cooling of the ice, melting of the ice, what am I trying to say? Melting of the ice. Like, the comments aren't just you're being dickheads. It's, in fact, he's actually back on terms, and this is that affectionate, not, you know, I'm not saying they're mates, but this kind of affectionate digs at the start of him coming back into AEW, or, as you say, what have they done now? Ah, is that so? Right, Paul, let's talk turkey. And that just because it's Thanksgiving season. And, I, you know, non-compete, all that sort of thing. There's an argument in my head mm. that that works even more in WWE's favour because you take the title off Roman in the interim. You don't have to have any people going, oh, my God, is he going to be number 30? Oh, it's Rey Mysterio. That guy, <laughs> like Paul Ray. Not this year, because Dominic's going to be in the match. Well, granted, Top yeah. baby face. Um, do all that. Roman disappears after, let's just say, dropping the title to, to, to Cody, for example. Mm. None of that rock stuff. That doesn't happen, okay? And then build towards SummerSlam. Roman comes back. Right, I'm still the tribal chief around here. I run this place. Oh, cool! Uh, greatest, greatest thing of the year. What? Else, something else I like. You could. There's some lore at this point. I love the idea of WWE potentially having um, Stone Cold Steve Austin as the new best bargaining chip. Like imagine two years in a row sealing Kevin Owens and CM Punk signatures were there. Do you want uh, Steve Austin main event at WrestleMania? Yes, please. Right, sign exactly. here. Sign here. Exactly. Or ultimately, oh my God, MJF's gonna take the title to WWE. Mm. Uh, there's one guy who actually uh, never got his rematch. Yet, <laughs> yeah, Aye, that's it. That's that's there as well. This why it's wrestling as this is the paradox, right? He so often pulls himself away from it in extremely controversial fashion, but wrestling is always better when CM Punk's mm. in it. Always. Thanks for the thumbnails as well, Phil. Always uh, appreciate. <laughs> putting my kids through college. So yeah, I'd love to know other people's thoughts. Let us know your thoughts on Punk's legacy uh, in the thread beneath this. Tweet for this podcast or just send it to us at what culture WWE. Final question comes from John Oldfield, uh, who quite rightly says Thank you, John. Another legend. Yes. 
After what has been probably the craziest year in wrestling for a long time, I think it's my craziest year in wrestling that I've been alive. It's got, yeah. That I've been uh, certainly aware. Seismic events. I was alive for the Monday Night Wars, Mm. but I wasn't really as conscious of them because I was just like, I'm Team WWF without even knowing it because I just don't watch WCW. This was... I don't know, 10 or something. You know, like terms that wrestling companies use just to flog whatever they've got to flog that week. You got a DVD out? <laughs> this, yeah. This was both, this year was era-defining and like industry-altering. Yeah. Like in a very literal sense, you know, get thrown around. Those things actually happened this year, regardless of like your take on Vince McMahon or on the state of All Elite Wrestling and CM Punk and the like. Twenty, The stuff that, Cody making the jump. Yeah. Defines this new era of pro wrestling that AEW started in 2019. Vince McMahon leaving changes the industry as we know it. Yeah. Like, those two things happened. And, like, uh, there's other big events, but those two stick out to me as, like, ev- everything is this now. In I'm a really way glad know. all I do is is do podcasts and read other people's words. Because trying to encapsulate <laughs> 2022's year in wrestling in a 10-point list, no chance. <laughs> I can't write anyway, but trying to do that justice... I think we're all collectively, like myself, Sidgwick, Gareth Morgan, Andy Murray, like, you may be... Cy, Cy White. Cy White. Oh, I love Cy. It's like mm. Cy making it to the Christmas party. I don't know because of the train bollocks. Oh, God damn it. Um, no, hate on the, no hate on the train. No hate, on, no hate on the strikes. Support your strikes. Um, I, it's a fun challenge trying to articulate yeah. the chaos. Because it's, yeah, like you say, it's like, oh, uh, Vince is gone. Mm. He won his last match. WrestleMania, Stone Cold can wrestle again now. Yeah. Cody, uh-huh. all the madness in AEW. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, and Logan Paul's the rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to mention that. Sami Zayn's finally, they've worked out what they do with yeah. him. So John writes, uh, what crazy wrestling predictions do you guys have for 2023? Uh, and what do you hope going forwards with one wrestler in each promotion? Uh, thanks, guys, and say hi to Stax and Briggs for me, please. I'll, I'll make sure. We'll pass those messages yeah, yeah. on, yeah, yeah. Um, Rumour has it, by the way, that Stax might be appearing on the uh, Rampage preview tomorrow to preview Two Dimes' match. Oh, nice. So I'm just I, I'm just passing on what I've heard on the grapevine. You taught him everything he knew, but not everything he knows. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah crazy wrestling predictions. I'll let you go first, because obviously cool. I've got a pretty decent pre- track record with this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like, I just like... CM Punk, Steve Austin at WrestleMania in terms of mm. crazy predictions. I also predicted last year, and I see no reason why it couldn't happen again. Um, I really like the glass smashing in the Rumble and Steve Austin winning it. Oh, like, oh my God. That, that does something Jesus. to me. Three stunners over the top rope, over you go, that sort of thing. Uh, and he uses that for the match at No Way Out. Like a yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want it now, actually. Uh, so those are like crazy ones. Uh, it's hard to project... Uh, this is all right. They were daft. They were daft. They were they were daft. But were they crazy? Right. Uh, you got to you got to dig dig deep into the well to find crazy, haven't you? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll be the one to just make an idiot of myself, gamble my professional integrity. I don't mind. Like you can throw the custard pies in my face in December 2023 when I'm made an idiot for this. So isolate this audio if you want. Two women's matches on a dynamite in 2023. What? He said it. That bloody time, innit? You put to shame by WWE Saudi shows. It's not good, is Ugh. it? What's the second part of John's question? Uh, hope Your hopes for two wrestlers going forward into next year. One in from each promotion. Uh, that we actually talk about. So we talk a lot in various different subjects about um, the, tri- the Triple H Rumble to WrestleMania run and something like the Bloodline being seen through as a sort of proof 
of his ability to to see stuff through. For me, I think the bigger one is Rhea Ripley. She feels, we've already talked about it, we'll bookend in the podcast with her maybe, she feels like on the cusp of, she's very special now. They had it, lost it with her, but because they had it once, they've shown you what, like, what you can get again. Mm. And I just think if you nail it with her between Rumble and WrestleMania, you've got like a proper main eventer. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair yeah. became those wrestlers. Yeah. She can be to just more proof that this bollocks that, yeah, you can promote women stars, but like Bianca said it in the uh, Survive Series press conference, what do you want to do next? I want a main event WrestleMania night two because there's still a bit of a hair yeah, ruffling element you, to that. Yeah, that and makes it, like, sense. For all that like WWE are closer to parity than AEW, it's not perfect. And I just think the more women that you elevate to those spots, the more it becomes just an easier pitch. Mm. And it doesn't have to be Ronda Rousey in it to get there or whatever. Just load that main event up with as many people that feel like big stars as possible. Uh, as the only man to correctly predict CM Punk's wrestling return. Um, and of course, Dean Ambrose thing being a work. Yeah, that's still work. That's still bubbling Long under. old work. Yeah. <laughs> um, Punk returns to WWE, I don't think is out of the realms of possibility in 2023. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to say one that I think's. I don't think it's that, actually even that crazy. It's also something I'm willing into existence, though. I think by the end of 2023... Montez Ford will have been a world champion. Whoa, that's big. That is big. Deserves it. I, I mean... It depends what they do with the titles. Yeah. But I think if they split the titles again... It opens the field back up, doesn't it? Yeah, because I, I think Cody's probably going to hold it for a while if it is just one championship. Hmm. I want it to happen. As much as I love Dawkins, I don't want Dawkins to just get... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Mon- it's, it's his time, man. Like, he's been injured. We've had that time away. He came back, still does that amazing frog splash, give it to him. Uh, sort of coupled with that, mm-hmm. there's more hopes and dreams in terms of hopes for wrestlers going forward in a promotion. I, just want, I want Big E to be back, man. I love him. Yeah, oh, like, whenever you see him now, he'll like, he's just enjoying his life like with various yeah. sports ball teams. And if that's the route that he wants to yeah. take, more power to him. But, he's, but yeah, I would like to, because this thing I love the most is the thing I would love to see him doing the most. And in terms of in terms of one, one other person in WWE, before I get your thoughts mm-hmm. on this, Really hope, despite my fun I have with him and despite the p- the piss that I take, really hope, yeah, Cameron Grimes gets over on the main roster because he's too talented. On that, actually, and then the, I promise you I'll not, like, take any more lives. I'm stealing all these extra goals. Seven words, Mr. Money in the Bank, Von Wagner. <laughs> he, he'd drop it, wouldn't he? Because he can't do the belt thing. He physically dropped the case. I dropped the case. I want to cash in my case. Where's the bank? (laughs) And in terms of AW, I'm just going to reiterate my take from the news. I hope Adam Cole gets back in the ring next year. Yeah. If he's all right. He's, I I think about Adam Cole. Like, it's one, he's one of them guys that, you know, sort of in the middle of the night, like, you wake up. Oh, my wife's like, what's the matter? I just hope Adam Cole's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but then, actually, to be fair, that'll be the other way around with us. Like, and she wouldn't be asleep to think it. She'd just be like, I'll be like, sort of like pouring out all my problems and all these issues. And I'll be like, so what do you think about it? What I think is that I hope Adam Cole's all right. Yeah, I know that, darling. Yeah. Can, can, I, can I see some more pictures? Yes, darling. I'll get Adam Cole. Do you want my actual, actual prediction? My actual mad prediction? Go on. Uh, and it's also willing something in a promotion, although this person doesn't work there as part of the prediction. Mm-hmm. I think Miller's going to work AEW. Yeah, that would be class. Dark, dark elevation, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he's got more signs in the audience than half the wrestlers on the bloody roster. Yeah. Uh, Simon, give us an up. Tony, give Simon a contract. Ah, oh, the Simon Miller is all elite graphic drop. 
would be one he's of the... Pro, he's got a pro wrestling tea store. Go and support him. Yeah, it would be one of the great pops in what culture office history. Like, imagine, imagine the Simon Miller um, graphic drop, you know, in like a Tuesday afternoon. We've got one last thing to preview here on Dynamite this week, and it's, uh, it's coming late from Tony Khan. It's X versus Simon Miller. Mm. Oh, my God. So, uh, QT like Marshall. So, uh, I've been told to come out and, and work this uh, episode of Goddamn Dark. I want to be on Dark. I want to be on... Dynamite and Rampage. <laughs> Tony Khan, why did you book me on this episode of AEW Dark? Why? Why? <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You reminded me that we could do this all day, so we'll, I'll try and keep this short, but, like, more more visibility and presence for Anthony Agogo. Yeah. Uh, another, another office favorite. Actually, um, uh, forget Montez Ford. LA Knight world champion. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I yeah, forget more Wagner. LA Knight missed the money in the bank. Actually, forget Stone Cold and the Royal Rumble. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts on everything we've <laughs> discussed. Both, actually, oh yeah, we are going to do more wrestling prediction stuff because it's just it's fun. This in it, um, uh, but let us know yours uh, in the comments on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Um, despite the weird way we've done it. The Dynamite Review should be out right now, so go and check that out. What culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, for now, though, this has been your questions answered. Thank you to everyone who submitted them to us. Uh, we'll do it again because this is a load of fun. Uh, thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 